that? Well, yeah, you're right in front of the microphone. Is that real? That was my throat. I was laughing and hiccuped at the same time. That's weird. A laugh up? Or a hiccup? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to be hiccuping through this episode. Good. <laughs> you I'm, liar. <laughs> and I'm not going to be opera singing. Hello. <laughs> There we go. Welcome to Life, Death, and Everything in Between. I'm your co-host, Jacob. I'm David. I'm the sound guy. Good one. This is CIA Part 2. If you watched CIA Part 1, then this is CIA Part 2. If you if you watch it with your ears. If you listen to CIA Part 1. Do we need to take a break till you're done? <laughs> it's because of all that fucking banana bread that you insisted on. No, having. I started laughing because you go, you got Maybe that. You made me laugh. <laughs> well. you made me laugh and now- <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I got the I got the, I got the hiccups. He's been inhaling. Hold your breath until you're very, very quiet. Banana bread's good. Yeah, no one ain't saying no one is saying banana bread's bad. Yeah, you guys are got the implication. No. You're implying uh, No. <laughs> No, uh, no, no one's implying banana bread's bad. Stop implying. Stop. Unless it's Stop been made it. by a World War II aged Aunt Jemima's flower. <laughs> hey, the there's a throwback. Blows. There's a, a callback to episode CIA part one. <laughs> <laughs> He's so drunk. I'm really not. I actually haven't had anything to drink in like, what is it, a month and a half? <clears throat> oh, God. He's banana bread drunk. I am that. It's fermented in him. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, what are we going to be talking about in this episode, David? Me? Yeah. Or that David? No, you. Oh. What are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about... No, no, no. Hey. Well, no, no, no. What are we going to be talking about? Well... No, tell me what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't give what you... What are we going to be talking about? I can't about? give you the answer that you want, if so you why don't you ki- tell me what we're talking about? I don't know, man. <laughs> some crazy just stuff. just a lot of stuff in my crazy. mind. Today. We're going to be talking about a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. A lot of... A lot of uh, people getting drugged. Nightmare fuel. Of, yeah, uh, I mean, maybe. Listen, man, it is for me. I don't know about you guys, but this is really this like a lot of it's messed up that's for sure listen what what scares a lot of people are scared by a lot of different things a lot of people are scared by fake things like monsters like or Katy perry being a subject of mind control (laughs) yeah like conspiracies people are scared about a lot of things i am scared about stuff that really happens could happen and 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 this stuff really happened and it scares me because there's a good chance that it's still happening today, just under a different guise. Well, so, yeah, it could be. And, you know, a lot of people think it is. A lot of people do think it is. And I'll say this, you know, on a lot of what we're going to talk about today, there's a lot of evidence that suggests it did happen. Sure. I guess we can't say 100%. For certain that it did happen, well, I'm inclined. Yeah. I'm inclined to believe that. It did. And some I, things I have too. faded into obscurity. Yeah, 
but maybe on purpose. But what we're going to talk about today, I do think, I do think it happened. Now, as far as we're going to be talking about MK Ultra today, a lot of people reference. Uh, I mentioned Katy Perry a little bit ago. Some people think that. Well, okay, okay. Let me, let me, let me. Okay. When people think of MK Ultra, they think of the mind control experiments that the CIA did. Right, and and that and that part would or, be correct. Also, also the uh, um, people think of like the sleeper agents mm-hmm. that 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 the CIA tried to create. That's what sure, people think of. Sure, and and yes, they they certainly wanted to. Right, right. But there are pe- people who think, you know, again, I I sent you that link to the Katy Perry stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you were interested in looking at any no. or much of it. But no, I mean, there's people like there. There was this, there was this video of, her, of one of her concerts, and uh, you know, I I don't know what was going on, but it seemed like she passed out or something went on. But I, uh, within the conspiracy community, I guess that was evidence that um, Dude, some there's... some programming went yeah. astray. It just looked like part of the show. Yeah, uh, honestly, she passed out and they kept going. Yeah, okay. they carried her off stage and the other shit. Like, yeah, they just kept uh, going. Like, right. but, yeah, but when you're, I don't know, when people believe something wholeheartedly and they see something like that, they're immediately gonna think, oh, oh my god, this is the lizard people. Like mm-hmm. this, and it's just crazy bullshit like that. Like, I don't want to fucking hear about that. Like, I give no fucking. I have. I don't give thought to that shit. You well, know. No, I want to talk about it. <laughs> you know, see how that's not fun for us. I like I like listening and learning about shit that has actually happened. Mm-hmm. That is actually scary. Mm-hmm. You know, like people being drugged with LSD unknowingly by our government. That's fucking scary. Mm. That's, Sounds like a trip. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? No, come on. That was good. <laughs> You're just mad that it was. It was good. It was too good. (laughs) Too good for this show. I'm just mad I didn't come up with it first. All right, let's cut it. (laughs) Start over (laughs) for the fifth time. The first time. All right. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Your whistle wetted. Yeah, that's it. That's a wet whistle of ever. People just left listening to that. They heard that. They were like, I'm done. (laughs) For those of you remaining, uh, get ready. (laughs) Yeah. Got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. We do. We do get a lot of fun. So, kicking off, I mean, before we get into MKUltra, we always like kind of setting the stage. Sure. So, let's look at Operation Paperclip first. Operation Paperclip. All right. Jacob, take a bit of... uh oh! <laughs> Take it away! <laughs> uh, Cut it! Oh! Cut! <laughs> Cut here! All right, start here. Let's do an overview. Take two. Uh, okay, let's do an overview. With growing fears of German scientists performing mind control experiments on humans, toward the end of World War II, the U.S. became on edge. After World War II, countries such as Russia and China began pulling ex-Nazi German scientists in hopes of learning the dark secrets from the Nazis. And they learned so much because they they had... The ethics community of the Nazis was weak. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You could say say that, yes. There weren't any ethics Hmm. at all. You could say that. (laughs) And you would be right. 
because there weren't. <laughs> uh, this terrified top U.S. officials, obviously. If Russia and China can control the minds of their people to believe in the communist way, then what would that mean for the U.S.? Thus began the creation of Operation Paperclip by the U.S. It was a secret program of the Joint Intelligent Objectives Agency that was secretly approved by President Truman on September 3rd, 1946. It was largely carried out by special agents of the Army CIC. Uh, now here's a side note. We talked about the Army CIC a little bit before, but uh, here's some more on it. The Army CIC was a... Oh, I actually gave you this uh, information last time. So uh, it's okay. Okay, I'll give it again. Uh, the army, the army CIC, was a World War II and early Cold War intelligence agency within the U.S. Army, consisting of highly trained special agents. The CIC basically started was started to kind of help win World War II by spying on the Germans, right? To to get information anyway. Yeah, information is good. Operation Paperclip pulled more than sixteen hundred German scientists. Engineers and technicians such as Werner von Braun, von von Braun, von von Braun, who would who would go on to become the NASA engineering program manager, and his V two rocket team. They pulled Werner von Braun and his V two rocket team from Germany to America following World War Two and the fall of Nazi Germany. And the fall of Nazi Germany. Many were former members and some former leaders are higher up in the in the Nazi party. Um, here, just to kind of a side note, I wanted to put some of this in here. Werner von Braun served in the Nazi party's SS army and by the end of the war had risen to the rank of, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, uh, Sturmbannfuhrer. Sturmbannfuhrer. Probably Sturmbannfuhrer. Uh, major, which uh, translated uh, is assault unit leader. This guy was leading Nazi assault teams to uh, murder, pillage, and 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 kill. You know that that which was good things. <laughs> ultimately, the plan of Nazi Germany. That was part of Hitler's plan. Um, this guy was a piece of shit. But he had the knowledge that we that the U.S. wanted to know, mm -hmm. so we employed him. Yeah. <laughs> um, the primary. Were you going to say something? I'm going to. I'm going to okay. let you finish. Okay. But I but I am <laughs> going to play devil's advocate when you're done. Okay. All right. You play devil's advocate for the Nazis. I'll uh, I'll sure. stand in solidarity with uh, the people that survived. That's fine. <laughs> uh, the primary purpose for Operation Paperclip was U.S. military advantage during the Cold War and space race. Soviets were more aggressive than the U.S. and forcibly recruiting more than, you know, like, hey, you're going to come over to Russia and help us, but what if we don't want to? No, you're going to come over to Russia and help right. us. <laughs> uh, they recru recruited more than 2,200 German specialists with a total of more than 6,000 people, including the family members, with one single operation... They did it in one swoop after the end of World War II in October of 46, 1946. Multiple, multiple scientists from Germany had taken part. This is just something I threw in there as well. Multiple scientists from Germany had taken part in human experimentation during World War II. And some since then, 
after uh, Operation Paperclip ended up like in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and even uh, into the 2000s, uh, were uh, extradited and tried for war crimes in Germany against humanity, such as concentration camps, working Mm -hmm. in concentration camps, uh, doing whatever the fuck the Nazis did, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So that's just kind of a, a brief overview of of Operation Paperclip. We, we, we wanted to know what they knew because we knew that they had information from all of these horrific, 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 and I cannot express that enough, horrific tests on human subjects, such uh, that, I I mean, the, 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 all of the minorities, all of the minorities, the Jews, uh, African-Americans, Everyone, mm. everyone. It it didn't matter who they were. If they were minorities, they tested on them, mm. and they would usually pull them from concentration camps, and uh, and test on them where they wherever they tested on them. Mm. So I can't express enough how fucking awful that this that this was. You know, we we could do we could do <clears throat> multiple episodes on World War Two and all of the horrible things that went went on during World War Two or even World War One for that matter. But this these In the things, whole Cold War too. You, yeah, even during the Cold War. But this cannot be emphasized enough. We need to just a side note. If anything, no. if we learned if we learn anything from World War II, and I mean anything, it is to learn that the idea of doing these things is 100% absolutely wrong and should never be done again. And that that would be great. Right. It really would. It really would. It's kind of an unfortunate thing, though, yeah. that... You know, the, it, towards the war's end, it was becoming clear that we're not going to be getting along with China. We're not going to be getting along with Russia. Right. Now, what I'm going to say, I'm not I'm not saying what the Nazi scientists did was good. I'm never going to say anything like that. However, would it not be foolish to not try to gain the information that your enemy is also trying to gain? Well, sure. I mean, like... it. That that's how it always goes. Though. And again, like, that and that is not at all to right. justify anything that happened. Sure. However, it is one of those things. It would be rather foolish to leave yourself. I mean, it's just like okay, we're we developed nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. What if no one else had developed nuclear weapons? I mean, we could have gone on a rampage and just conquered the world. Right. So, it's it's kind of one of those things. Like if you don't have. You know, if if we didn't have nuclear weapons in this day and age, mm-hmm. but Russia did, we're, we're, we'd probably have been done. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And that trickles down to things that, I mean, thing, things like the Nazis figured out, like sarin gas, uh, web, other weapons of mass destruction, uh, V2 rocket technology, stuff like that. Right. I mean, the unfortunate thing, these these terrible, terrible things kind of have us in maybe a stalemate like it's these awful things are because everyone has them is kind of keeping the world at peace in a way yeah well i mean it's like the idea of nuclear deterrence mutually assured destruction that's right i mean we if they use them we're gonna use them and no matter what 
If that happens, everyone's done. Yeah. Everyone's so gone. These awful weapons are, ironically, <coughs> what's keeping the world at peace. Yeah. In, mm, you know, relative peace. Right, right. And and uh, obviously, so, one... And once again, I want to underline, I'm not justifying anything the Nazi scientists did. No. However, just from a kind of from a military <laughs> point of view mm-hmm. not that i have one i have no military background but it would be foolish to as being one of the superpowers not trying to at least stay toe to toe with with your enemies sure yeah and too well, bad too too bad that we have to have enemies but we do <clears throat> right so and for the foreseeable future that's not going to change sadly <laughs> yep and I wonder how many weapons are out there that we don't know about. Don't know about. Uh, Even on our side. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, including the U.S. I mean, it's, I don't know if it gets much worse than nuclear weapons, though. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't get much worse than nuclear weapons. Besides, I mean, what else? Uh, what, what would be worse than that? Other than, other than like, weaponized disease. Mm. Biological. <laughs> right, right. Oh man! Which is a the, thing. It's like a herpes <laughs> I bomb. Mean it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh wow! I mean, we got there's several episodes right there. We the sore, do. the yeah. sore boy, uh, so instead of the fat boy, <laughs> the sore boy. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so right. Operation Paperclip, yeah. you know. It's we we uh, we collected and pardoned a lot of people from their war crimes. A lot, so we could gain information. A lot. So, shitty thing. It's it's whether it helped us or not. It's still a shitty thing. It's still I mean, a shitty thing, no matter bottom what. Line. Yeah, and it's it's sad that it had to fucking come to that. And I'm not I'm not defending it. <clears throat> I, I I I will never fucking defend it. I they did what they did. I don't fucking care, you know, like, like that's still a fucked up thing though, you know, you know, on a side note, I mean, we can get into, you know, they, they did do what they did now, you know, why did they do what they did? I mean, we can, we, we, we could get into talking about why, you know, why did all those, we have testimonies from a lot of, uh, Nazi troops that mm-hmm. I mean they didn't agree with it but they just went along with it. Well, yeah, because and they were going to get not that I'm okay, let me preface this. I'm not defending Nazi soldiers, but uh, you know, it is fair to say that it was either they join or they're going to end up in concentration camps as well. They're, they're, May, now, but, but that's but, not considering a moral dilemma of should you go into a concentration camp or join the Nazi army? Right. You know. So I I didn't uh, I forget the name of these experiments. Um, if if I knew I was going to bring it up, um, I would have looked at it. But there's just an interesting thing that we can say about uh, human uh, just psychology, in that yeah. if there were experiments done. Um, man, I wish I could remember the name of the experiments, but it was just seeing how far people would follow orders. And mm-hmm. so in, in these experiments, it wasn't, 
there was certainly no threat of people being um, harmed if they didn't obey orders. Mm -hmm. But the experiments were set up as um, these people were set in front of this control board. And they were told that they would be administering an electric shock to someone in another room. Now, there, there was, they're not being told that they're going to be punished if they don't follow the orders. But so they'd be told, okay, push this button. And, and they, they, they knew that they were going to be shocking someone. Yeah, and, and it was set up to the point that um, there would be people in the other room and they'd be screaming. Now, no one was actually set up to any electric shock. Oh. But... The people at the set at the control board, they were told that, yeah, you're you're shocking someone. And they were basically led to believe that they were the, the screams would be increasing in volume. I mean, it seemed like the, the person in the other room that they were administering a shock to was in extreme agony. And God. so during hesitation, um, they'd be like, uh, yeah, I don't think I should be doing this. And the, the uh, person conducting the experiment would be like, no, it's fine. Just continue doing what you're doing. This is what you're supposed to do, and they would do it. So no, that's no, fucked up, man. Yeah, but and that's that, fucking but, crazy. But you know, it, it is it is crazy, and so I mean, we we can look at studies like that, yeah. and a lot of a lot of people following orders, I, they didn't necessarily agree with just because they're told to. Yep. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I mean, it suggests that people would rather just follow orders instead of confrontation. Mm -hmm. That's fucking crazy. Because of the threat. And just because of the threat of, well, what might happen? Because they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, you know, it, this, this isn't a thing that I'm not s explaining any of this to defend anything mm -hmm. uh, that happened, but it is just food for thought. Yeah. Now, see, I, I, I think it's funny when when people argue, not that I'm arguing for anyone, but um, I'm, I'm just saying, like, when, you, when people say, oh, if I was posed with this dilemma, I'd do this. Like, you don't fucking know what you would do. You, yeah, and that, if that's... Like, if, someone, if you say you're an avid... Let's say, just for just for to pose the question, uh, to set the scenario, let's say you're an avid gun user... You you own guns. You're you're all for protecting yourself with a gun. Mm. Um, you you have trained hours and hours with with handguns and everything. You know you know your way around a gun. Someone breaks into your house. You do not fucking know how you're gonna react. Now chances are you're gonna grab your gun and start being like, "Hey, get the fuck out of my house." But until you've been there, you do not know. Yeah. You do not know. That's the first. Thing. You don't know how you're gonna react. You know, that's that's like the same thing with now. Now again, I have I have zero uh, military knowledge. I've or background or whatever. You know, I, I've was I've never done that. Never, you've never. You've never done the military. Never done the military. <laughs> well, except Call of Duty. Except <laughs> Jacob does the military, dude. <laughs> sends me to Iran. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys well you know so i don't know anyway <laughs> i'm here to military you <laughs> <laughs> so anyway it's, it's just you, you don't know what you're gonna do in a situation until it happens mm -hmm. you don't know you can train as much as you want but until you get into that situation you don't fucking know what you, how yeah. you're gonna react there's also the zimbardo uh 
prison experiments too. But I think we've we've derailed long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's be, get back onto it. Yeah. So Operation Paperclip, sum it up. We collected us Chinese, uh, Soviets. We collected a lot of Nazi scientists to get a lot of that. Uh, information they collected with the lack of an ethics board. Get all that German good good. All that German good good. <laughs> German num num. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> one way to put it. So, leading in, in, in a sense, MKUltra did continue, in a sense, the ideas, some of the German... Uh, that some of the Nazi scientists sought out. And that's why this is relevant. Truth, truth yeah, truth serums. Right, that, that's why we're bringing this up, because, like, that's kind of, this is kind of what, like, this is kind of what stemmed MKUltra, as we used some of the ideas and, and, and operations that the Nazis used to test on their people. Yep. To test on our people. <laughs> so... And the Jews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, before we get into MK Ultra, we have a couple operations that... Really you know, were the entire precursors to MK Ultra. Yeah, precursors. So they evolved in just to become MK Ultra. Right. Really. And so... Oh. Hold on, I gotta get my pictures set up for uh, these guys. So, we get into Operation Bluebird. <laughs> You're stupid. He pulled up a picture of a fucking bluebird. <laughs> the actual bird. It's a eastern bluebird for those. Uh, it's oh a Missouri God. bluebird. That's a state Miz- Missouri state uh, bird. That's the Missouri state That's bluebird. A, it's a good factoid. It is. Who knows? Anyway, it's got a. Let me so let me describe the bird. The bird is small in stature. It's kind of uh, chunky. So Operation He's Bluebird. <laughs> Operation Bluebird began April twentieth. He's a chonk. April twentieth, nineteen fifty one. Chonky boy. So I have an ex- excerpt from chungus. Big oh. Chungus. I, I kind of miss Big Chungus. <laughs> I do too. So I have an excerpt from a declassified CIA memo. This memo was from the Chief of Inspection and Security Staff. Quote, the immediate purpose of the program is to provide interrogation teams utilizing the cover of polygraph interrogation to determine the bona fides of high potential defectors and agents, and also for the collection of incidental intelligence from such that's projects. Right. Uh, yeah, yep. that's, that okay. is it. That's what I was looking at. A team is to be composed of three persons consisting of a doctor, a psychiatrist, a polygraph, a hypnotist, and a technician. So the wording in that memo is a little little odd. So I mean they're they're saying there's gonna be a psychiatrist, there's gonna be a technician running a polygraph, and they're gonna have a hypnotist. Right. So basically what they they believe that the method would be more reliable a more reliable way of obtaining information as opposed to torture. Now with torture, <laughs> yeah, you know, if if you're being tortured there's a good chance that after some point you're gonna start saying things that you you think the interrogators want to hear. Sure, like because you want it to be done. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're you're done with the pain. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I I did. I did. Uh, I jerked off to Billy's mom all the time, man. Like <laughs> just. 
what, whatever it may be. You're just going to start just saying Why whatever you, you think that. What do you want what? me to tell you? What scenario happened? I did it, man. I did it tortured. all. I did it all. Billy's dad. He got a hold of you. Billy's dad. <laughs> oh, man. There's a game I need to figure out. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> now, during this time, there, there's no... The CIA probably did not conduct a lobotomies. However, there was the phrasing in one of their memos, neurosurgical techniques, which... We're just going to paint it nicely. Yeah. I mean, mm, that's a lobotomy. Yeah. (laughs) Now, what's a lobotomy for the people listening? Lobotomy, that's a... Fucked up. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just basically, let's start carving up parts of the brain. Let's dig around in there. Let's see what happens. Pretty much. I mean, that's... Man, ice ice pick lobotomies. Man, the, man, the the history of psychology and psychiatry is so dark. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, one of the things that used to happen is yeah, they would just shove an ice pick like past your occipital lobe, like through your eye socket, because that's a direct path to your brain. Like you just you m- navigate around the eye, and you're you're at the brain. Were these people awake? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a thing, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was a thing. Like and my stress hearing. level just skyrocketed. <laughs> the same. I'm not feeling good right now. Yeah, no, no. Psychiatry. Well, my kidney stone's back. Medical, <laughs> medical, <laughs> medical history in general has just a very, very dark history. Yeah. I mean, hell, just look at the surgeries during the Civil War. Yeah. Well, have some whiskey, and we have a uh, yeah. I mean, it, Bite they did towel. have they did have things like uh, here's a rusty hatchet. Let me yeah. chop your leg off. Well, they were they had the uh, they had steel saws <laughs> bone saws okay oh they yeah. weren't electric though you're not gonna plug in they, the bone saw in civil war they weren't electric back then you're just you're just carving away at someone's leg yeah Fuck. you really were God. a lot of gangrene Ugh. a lot of uh so you two should talk for a minute i gotta i gotta go uh check something outside for a minute here what Oh, bladder's full. Oh, okay. All right, he's got to go use the... He's got to go use the outside. <laughs> okay, well, he's going pee on the porch. So, now, what we're looking at right now, he's got a picture pulled up. Now, what I'm seeing, in my own words, to describe this is... Uh, now, see, I, I'm looking at a plump... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the SS plump chunky boy... <laughs> Chunky orange and blue boy. He's got little... It's probably more of a brown. That's orange. That's like an orange... His chest? Yeah. Like, dude, that's brown. That's like an orange brown. It's like... That's like a like burnt like orange. a Sienna brown. That's like a burnt orange. Boint. Boint. That's a boint it's orange. A, that's a boint orange. <laughs> and then the... Uh, so it looks like the back is blue. And then... This is eastern blue. Yeah, it's got short beak. <laughs> it's got short beak. He's got, short <laughs> He's got a case of short beak. <laughs> He's got short beak. He's be no better cracking nuts and stuff. And then, uh, uh, so Goodwin is referencing, he's wanting someone to pour him an alcoholic beverage. 
And then, uh, so the bird is sitting on a branch right now. Now, the branch, we could be one to say that it is, you know, a branch from a tree or a large branch from a large vine. It's the best you guys could do no. while I was gone, huh? <laughs> We're just working with what we got, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Well, yeah. did you have anything else to add on to Bluebird? Um, than the he's literal on the description stick. of a blue, literal bluebird. Oh, to add on the literal description. No, no, no. To Project Bluebird, Operation uh, Bluebird. Uh, basically, it was like th- this was the these are human experiments. Mm-hmm. Right. These are human experiments using hypnosis. Yeah, they used hypnosis. Now I know they also used LSD. Um. The LSD becomes more prominent later on. We're looking at artichoke with LSD, right? We're looking at a lot of different drugs right. during artichoke. Now, I, 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 um, I, I did find LSD. A, we'll get into artichoke later. We're about to. We're, we're about flown, to go into We're flowing into. Right. Later <laughs> is now. Later <laughs> is now. Actually, just, the future not, is nine. But, but a few things. Uh, they, <laughs> they did do experiments on Korean POWs. So right, because this was towards the end of the Korean War. Yes. Right, right, right. right. Okay. So they're they're experimenting on uh, Korean POWs. Right. They would they would they came up with various cocktails of truth serums. I I wasn't able to find anything um, to to explain what those truth serums might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the time, I mean, it, it could have been opiate opioids of some kind. I mm-hmm. mean, there, there are a variety of drugs, but sure. I couldn't find anything specific. Yeah. Um, now, we do, we will flow into Pro- Operation Artichoke now, and so this is when we start seeing more unsuspecting victims. Now, Bluebird just evolved into Artichoke. Pretty much. They just... Yeah. They they came up with their like all right we want to do this stuff now yeah with it. yeah and I mean it kind of goes back to our Area Fifty One episode um you know the, like Project Aquatone for the U two like mm-hmm. there's really there's really no rhyme or reason for the the names I mean Project Bluebird doesn't really mean anything it's right, just right. Uh, we'll just pick these words right um none of it really means anything so. So artichoke it is, um, <laughs> but I do but, like spinach artichoke dip. Oh yeah, yeah that's oh pretty, man, it's good stuff. Oh, dude, we made spinach artichoke chicken, shredded chicken dip the other day. Yeah, it was an Instapot uh, recipe, and I'll have to give it to you because it's yeah, do you? so good. It's yeah. so good. Anyway, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Made from scratch, like even the artichokes? Like you bought the artichokes and did all that? <laughs> like you made the artichokes? Mm. No. Artichokes are kind of, you know, artichokes are weird. I, I enjoy eating artichokes, but it's almost like, it's so much, I guess it's not much work. You just steam it, but it's mm-hmm. like you just kind of like scrape off the meat of the artichoke leaf with your teeth. There's something fun about it. They're, it's good, but I don't know. Mm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm. You ever eat, just eaten an artichoke like that? <laughs> no. no. Oh yeah, you melt up some butter. Yeah, yeah. You steam the artichoke and yeah, then uh, yeah, yeah, dip man. it in melted <laughs> butter. Man, that's awesome. Kind of nutty. Okay. Tastes like nuts. <laughs> it tastes like a nuts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Operation Artichoke. So, so in Operation Artichoke, we start seeing people. Um, 
we'll say unsuspecting victims being experimented on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, with like the Korean POWs, I mean, they were probably aware they were being experimented on. Yeah. Um, but there's not too much information floating around about Bluebird. There Other really isn't. It was really difficult to find anything. It, on it, it. was. Uh, s- side note here: a lot of the information um, we gathered for these operations, the, this is stuff you can you can get on CIA.gov. A lot of this stuff is declassified. Oh yeah, I, I, one of the things I wanted to say is I I, I just want to say we're not, this isn't. He's gonna say it. <laughs> this is one of the things I wanted to say, and I, I just wanted to say it. He's, he's doing I've been it. Wanting he's to saying say it. it. He's doing it. <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to say. <laughs> All right, let's stop interrupting okay. him. <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to say. <laughs> just please don't okay. start it like that again. Just okay. go. <laughs> just <Okay>. go. So- <laughs> no, <laughs> it's basically. <laughs> No, it's just that, that we're not looking at conspiracies right now. This isn't; these aren't fucking conspiracies. You can look at this on the CIA website, right? You can look at Project Artichoke all over the internet. It's it's there's a lot of information out there on it. So do your own research. Go look it up yourself if you if you think we're fucking around with you. Like seriously, do, do look at it. It's it's just it's crazy. How much info there is out there on all this horrible stuff that our government did. I know. I'm not fucking around with you. Operation Artichoke. So this this began in August 1951. <laughs> this is what Bluebird transformed into. <laughs> so I mentioned that people start getting tested on without their knowledge. One such occurrence was in Germany. So there were there were German defectors and our CIA agents gathered these defectors and took them out to the German countryside, isolated area. And this wasn't uh, th- this wasn't like a belligerent thing. This was oh let's go have a meeting. So hmm. they're meeting and our our CIA agents uh, start dosing. You know, there's a group of guys hanging out, so they start drinking. So, yeah, they start spiking the beers or whatever they may be drinking. Well, a variety of drugs. Oh, my God. So, one of them may be one of the drugs could have been THC, Mm. but we also have possibilities. That just sounds like a party. Sodium sodium theopental, which is a rapid-onset, short-acting anesthetic. Hyacine, also known as scopolamine, that was medication used to treat motion sickness, side effects causing sleepiness, blurred vision, and sodium amytal, a barbiturate derivative derivative having sedative properties. So, kind of how... getting people drunk. Yeah, drunk and then start drugging them. Uh, So these people, they'd pass out, they'd administer drugs to them to get them wake back up and try to (laughs) hypnotize them. (laughs) And things oh just God. things just really it's all didn't a dream. work out too well. It's all a dream. <laughs> so, so dangling a, a watch in front of them. Pretty much like giving them a lot of drugs, Getting dangling the watch in front of them. Tell us the secret. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're like You're very sleepy. Okay. Now 
Show us your weapons. (laughs) (laughs) And the guys are like, what are you talking about? I'm drunk, man. I just woke up. (laughs) Dosh drunken. Dosh My Stolfin is drunken. (laughs) Oh, my God. Where's the strudel? (laughs) Where's the strudel? (laughs) Dosh sicken. Dosh sleepy. Dosh snooze. So... There's a lot of experiments like that. Well, we shouldn't say experiments, but there's there's a lot of bullshit going on like mm-hmm. that. You know, let's let's try these different drug cocktails on people. Let's see, you know, basically we, just to see what ha- what would happen. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just monitoring, really. Yeah. So, which <laughs> not to say that that isn't a fucked up thing to do. Just dose people with hardcore drugs, you know. Right. But and let's let's see what let's see what kind of information we can get out let's of them. Let's see what what happens. <laughs> oh, this isn't working so well. So that was uh, that was one of my favorite instances that uh, that I heard about. I got that from uh, from a podcast Time Suck. Mm. A really funny, really funny time, uh, really funny podcast. If you enjoy your history with a lot of cynicism, mm. check out Time Suck. Really funny. Anyway, um, so there's that instance. We're gonna talk about LSD for a minute here. Uh, now, what is LSD? LSD is lysergic acid diethylamide. Is it? Is it? It's otherwise known as acid. Otherwise known as acid. Now that was first synthesized on November sixteenth, nineteen thirty-eight, by a chemist, Swiss chemist, Albert Hoffman. Now, uh, do was, you, is there any backstory on why he was trying to create this? There, there is. No, 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 no. It wasn't mind control. Is is that 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 was. Acid wasn't made for mind control purposes. Uh, they were studying ergot, which ergot is a fungus. Um, you guys ever heard of ergot poisoning? <laughs> so that was that was a pretty common thing during the Middle Ages. Ergot's a fungus. It would hmm. it, there's different strains of it. Uh, the one I'm referencing to, it would typically grow on on rye, um, hmm. which was a common grain. Right, uh, grown through. I mean. Much of the world, but so ergot poisoning, um, that would, hold on, let me get down to that part. I'm skipping over a lot of stuff here, but ergot poisoning would, uh, let's see, where is it? Ah, here it is. A little bit like food poisoning. Um, so in okay. in this could this could result. I mean, you you know you'd you'd you know you'd have your rye, you'd you'd have your grains, you'd make bread, but still the compounds are or the toxic compounds are still present. Mm-hmm. So you'd have symptoms similar to food poisoning, uh, vomiting, nausea, diarrhea, vomiting, diarrhea. The symptoms could develop into painful seizures, mania, Ooh. psychosis, Jeez. loss of feeling in the hands and feet. <laughs> okay, to the point you're. Limbs are rotting off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ergot poisoning was not a good thing to have. No good. Have happened to you? Jesus. Yeah, it was. It was, but it was quite common. <laughs> God, you know. Dang. I mean, through the Middle Ages, you know, sure, people didn't know. I mean, it wasn't too obvious that you know, the fungus is growing. Um, mm. Yeah, on their on their food. So there Jesus. were like you know like any anything that is bad for us. There were also 
properties of ergot that were beneficial. It could it it could be used to hurry along uh, pregnancy, uh, get uh, encourage women in labor to give birth. Oh, okay. Uh, there were some blood clotting effects. So, so they were studying ergot and. Hmm. Uh, you know, they're just trying to synthesize compounds from ergot that could be used medicinally. And hmm. so that's kind of the backstory on, on LSD. Um, so, you know, I just, I'm going to say, we're going to do an episode on LSD. I'm going to just kind of okay. wrap it up right now. Um, sure. it, just a couple of fun things real quick. Um, it wasn't known that LSD was going to cause extreme hallucinations. <laughs> Albert Hoffman went through a few few experiences <laughs> with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, is is the first time he uh, he had a mild trip. It, it you know accidental ingestion. Maybe he rubbed his eye after having some of it on his hand. Dude, or something. I, I imagine being the first person in history to get high off acid and he, be like, he, 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 whoa. He, he, he has the first document documented uh, account yeah. of his acid trip. It and says fuck on the paper. It is, uh, oh shit. Well there. So, you know, after the accidental ingestion, he did, he did start taking increasingly large. He intended to take increasingly larger doses of it just to, you know, get more of an idea of the effects. Right. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he, uh, (laughs) there was a few lab notes from the, from, from the day. uh, (laughs) he, He took a pretty substantial dose and, he probably just was not able to write too much about it. <laughs> it was later on. I mean, he he wrote a he he uh, later on in life he wrote about his experience, but yeah. it was a hell of an experience. Yeah, yeah. and one in like some like it was only like nanograms or whatever that he did of it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't take much. Yeah, it's but he like was the like, first guy ever. Yeah, like, and he didn't. <laughs> He thought he was going insane. Now I've read about people on bad acid trips, and like that's kind of part of it. So he had a bad acid trip. Jesus. But, but we're gonna we're just gonna leave that there, because mm-hmm. um, I think we just need to do an episode on LSD sure. and the counterculture. Um, so you guys will hear that later. Yeah, at some point, maybe this year, maybe next year, maybe in two years, maybe we won't do it at all. Who knows? But we need to do it <laughs> <laughs> at this point. But anyway, so. Again, once again, he worked for uh, Sandoz Laboratories. That was a Swiss pharmaceutical company. So LSD big is... Big pharma. Big pharma. <laughs> but uh, LSD is is now a thing. So let's move on to MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. So April 13th, 19... 19- oh, well, I mean... I mean- Real, real quick. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Hey, Joker. Hey. <laughs> Freaking silly guy. There, there's a lot that, that goes into artichoke. Now, I'm just saying, you know, when we think of MK Ultra, all of MK Ultra came from artichoke. Artichoke was a thing, or MK Ultra was a, was a thing because of artichoke. That's artichoke evolved into MK Ultra, mm-hmm. thus becoming. I mean, just the most insane shit ever. Our government testing on us. 
unknowingly. So anyway, I just wanted to say that about <laughs> before we go on MK Ultra. But if they're going to test on people, I mean, what better of a way to not tell them than LSD? <laughs> well, they're, they're I don't unknowingly know. having a great time. <laughs> if if they're having a great time, they don't know that they're on LSD and they're going, "Whoa, what the fuck is going <laughs> on now, man?" <laughs> <laughs> like I'm having wow I've had a completely normal life my whole life and now I'm having a normal life my whole life <laughs> <laughs> they've never they've never done drugs or anything they never experienced anything like that and now and all, of, all sudden, of a sudden all of a sudden they're having they're fucking hanging out with the aliens in outer space like they're it, could you fucking imagine this isn't DMT man no, no I'm just it's 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 a it's hallucinations it's hardcore hallucin- hallucinogen. It really was, man. <laughs> I'm just come on. Albert Hoffman had a hell of a time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. He thought he was going insane. Yeah, and I can't wait to talk about that. Anyway. Anyway, so I'm just anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Artichokes dipped in butter. That is good <laughs> stuff. Get out I of am here, man. telling you, no. <laughs> Get that out of well, here. Well, after we're done here, we're going to Walmart. <laughs> we're going to get some artichokes and some <laughs> butter. <laughs> they taste like a nuts. They do. It's nutty. April 13th, 1953. <laughs> See, we have a memo from Richard Helms. He was the then CIA chief of operations. The memo is sent to direct CIA director Alan Dules proposing a program to study the, quote, covert use of biological and chemical materials for offensive potential and to give us thorough knowledge of the enemy's theoretical potential. End quote. On some level, this guy has to know this is messed up. Going on to say, quote, even internally in the CIA, as few individuals as possible <laughs> should be aware of our interest in these fields mm-hmm. and of the identity of those who are working for us, end quote. Which I don't know about you, but kind of raises <laughs> maybe a few <laughs> moral red flags. <laughs> and uh, by the way, you know, again, we kind of made a point that this information is out there. This is, you can find this. Memo. Oh, yeah. On the CIA website. Mm-hmm. So, you know, may- maybe it was a fake document. One thing I'm going to say about the uh, about the uh, declassified documents, they're all scanned in, and whoever was putting these p- pieces of paper on the scanner was just having a rough day. There is, <laughs> there is not one page that is not, like, twisted at a freaking 20-degree <laughs> yeah. angle, and yeah. they're overexposed. They're really hard to read. It's really annoying. Yeah, yeah, it but really is. in any case... They did not fucking care. They just... No. Yeah. yeah. They were like, fine, we'll do it, but we're going to be passive-aggressive about it. <laughs> You're not going to be re- be able to read these documents in 30 years. Right. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Just add to the conspiracy. You're going to read them, but it's a headache. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Director Duels puts the CIA's Director of Chemical Division of Technical Service Staff, Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, at the helm of Project MKUltra with the initial budget of $300,000. Now, Gottlieb, he was an, he was an expert of poisons. 
I couldn't. I I heard this in one of the many documentaries and and podcasts I've listened to that he played a part in developing Agent Orange. I couldn't. I couldn't find a. You know, mm. other than hearing about it, I couldn't find that uh, that sourced anywhere. But right, it's it's certainly possible. Um, anyway, expert of poisons, he had fun nicknames such as the Black Sorcerer and the Dirty Trickster. He did also play a <laughs> he played a role in Project Aquatone, uh, the development of the U two. Mm-hmm. He was a liaison to, to Lockheed. That's the extent he played there. Right. Um, now going back to Sandoz Pharmaceuticals briefly, they began marketing LSD as a psychiatric miracle drug in 1947. So, you know, going back to psychiatry, having just a dark history. I mean, this, there's, there's a reason that a a psychiatry is still kind of considered a a quack science. I mean, it's gotten a lot better in the past few decades, Mm -hmm. but there's a reason that it was kind of looked down upon sure. because because of crap like this. So they claimed it could cure schizophrenia. LSD? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Giving so, uh, someone with schizophrenia LSD? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my fucking God, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, they, they claimed it could cure schizophrenia. It's like giving a coke head, like... A machine gun and being like, "Don't do anything wrong, dude. <laughs> Shoot this gun; it's gonna cure your cocaine addiction." Yeah, <laughs> uh, it could cure schizophrenia. It could curb criminal thinking and behavior. It could cure alcoholism, amongst other claims. Eventually, now keep in mind this is this is the uh, this is the late. Late forties, early fifties. Mm-hmm. So America is pretty stressed out about the uh, threat of communism. You know, right. We have the Truman Doctrine, which is proposing containment. We got to contain the communist threat. We got to contain the red. It's the red scare. The red right? scare. Yeah. So during this time, the CIA is totally freaked out. Mm-hmm. Well, not just the CIA. America. America's right. freaked out that the Soviets, they they have some way of, of uh, controlling. controlling people's minds. Right, right, right. So one of the reasons why we collect a lot of Nazi scientists and one of the reasons that we're going to buy a lot of acid. <laughs> so <laughs> according to the... August 5th, 1976 issue of the New York Times, there was, quote, uh, the CIA, quote, discussed purchasing 10 kilograms of LSD, enough for 100 million doses, <laughs> worth $240,000. Now. Oh, my gosh. The CIA, they didn't, they discussed buying 100 million doses of acid, but um, as the best actual amount uh they they didn't buy that much mm-hmm. they bought around forty thousand hits sure uh best best from the sources i can get which is still but between 20 <laughs> 25,000 and 40,000 hits that's so still many. a lot of acid <laughs> so fucking many it's a lot of acid yeah so the cia needs to study this right they need to they need to be careful about it and so they start, they start, uh, mm, what's a good term? Uh, 
electing third parties to study LSD. Right, right, right. This would include universities, prisons. Outsourcing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Outsourcing. Yeah. Universities, research centers, prisons, mental so institutions. So they didn't really they didn't really have their hands tied to it. Oh, no, in, a, they, no. in a way, in a way. So just in case. They, yeah, I mean, they tried to distance themselves. Mm-hmm. They didn't do too good. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out mm-hmm. a little bit later. Um, there were a lot of volunteers. Um, I, I didn't write a lot of people's names down. There, there was, like, people, the, the name that's going to pop out to me uh, right now is... Uh, uh, Allen Ginsberg, he was uh, one of the the beatnik poets. Sure, uh, but he was he was one of the uh, volunteers of acid experiments that would have been through universities. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we have got to do an episode on the LSD. It's yeah, just yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so through through the institutions, volunteers were accepted. Deals were cut with prisoners. Prisoners were promised shorter sentences. Of course, they were not entirely briefed on <laughs> what they're getting themselves into. Uh-huh. Uh, there is uh, Whitey Bulger. He was an organized crime boss. No way. Yeah. They Whitey Bulger. Uh-huh. They used him. Sure did. Holy shit, dude. This is why the other day I told you to quit doing your research because <laughs> I knew there was going to be stuff. That, Holy fuck, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he was kept on LSD and other drugs for 18 months. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is this is this before his his crime sprees and murders? And He's in prison at this point. He's in prison at this point. He is in prison at this point. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. He, so, no, this is after all that. Okay. So his... He he's he's done, living on the outside, but you know, promise of uh, yeah, promise of shorter sentences, sentence sentence. Um, he's quoted as saying, "quote I was in prison for committing a crime, but they committed a greater crime on me." Which, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. I yeah. mean that's sure that's fair. Maybe that's disregarding fair. all the murder and. Disregarding a lot of stuff, but <laughs> but sure, I mean, you know, being approached and saying, hey, we'll give you a shorter sentence, or it, it wasn't necessarily just a shorter sentence. I mean, it was like, hey, do you want a shorter sentence, or do you want us to give you some drugs? Yeah. And and it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, right. I'll take drugs. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just limited to Whitey Bulger. Yeah, um, yeah. But we have a... So let's let's talk about Dr. Harris Isabel. He was the director of the Addiction Research Center at the Public Health Service Hospital. Now, the Public Service Hospital, pu- Public Health Service Hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. That's that's one of those. Uh, it's is a medical prison, psychiatric slash medical prison. Sure. Uh, I think I, there's one in Missouri and Fulton. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway, Dr. Harris Isabel, he became part of the CIA's experiments. Edward M. Flowers, a reformed drug addict that was at the center from 1953 to 1955, indicated that inmates would be offered drugs or reduced sentences to take part in the experiments, such as what was offered to Whitey Bulger. Um, MK Ultra, it was even the influence of that, uh, or not the influence, but the, uh, the, the tentacles, let's say, of 
MK Ultra extended into Canada. And quite man, a bit actually. Yeah. 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 So Dr. Ewan Cameron. Now, real quick, we can look at the we could do it we could do a never mind. I'm not going to say that. But Montreal experiments. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to read some fucked up shit, look up the Montreal experiments. It's headed by Dr. Ewan Cameron. Mm-hmm. But the CIA really liked stuff he was doing. Right. So he's a Canadian psychiatrist. His experimentation took place at Allen Memorial Inst- Institute instituted. <laughs> I I spelled stuff wrong. <laughs> Allen Memorial Institution in Montreal. Mm-hmm. He believed that the mind could be rebuilt. He had a theory mm. called psychic driving, and it, he was seeking to cure schizophrenia through changing memories and erasing thoughts. So, <laughs> obviously, uh, the CIA is like, uh, hey, <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> Want to be friends? What's good? <laughs> His experimentation including putting subjects in the Did drug- we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have always been BFFs. <laughs> hey, we got this new drug. Did we just become best friends? You, yep. You, you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do LSD? I don't know what that is. Okay. We'll show you. His experiments. Man, you're going to love this. Oh, boy. Included putting subjects into drug-induced coma for weeks. Up to 86 days, waking them up only to go to the bathroom and eat and to, and to administer whatever treatment they thought that the patient needed. Oh, man. One of those treatments. Now, not all of the patients were kept in drug-induced comas, but depending on the further treatment they needed, it could include this. Extreme electroshock therapy. Now, electric shock therapy, that's been a thing for a while. And there is, uh, it's still used today. Uh Um, The way it's used today is different than how it was used back then. And back then, it wasn't wasn't anything extreme. It'd be like this brief shock, less than a second, and that was about it. Um, You're making faces over there, uh, Engineer Goodwin. Oh, I was thinking of a... uh American Horror Story, but you keep on. Mm. Well, I'm thinking. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I'm thinking of the fact that our sitting vice president is in support of electroshock therapy therapy to cure the gay away. So yeah, that's so that's yeah, that's, that's still that, happening though. Yep, yep. <laughs> still funny. a thing. Yeah, still a thing. The the Blue Ranger from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like <laughs> he used to get bullied a lot for being gay. Really on set. And like he seriously would, he, on yeah, set, yeah, he would get bullied by people on set, and then um, he even went to like straight camps and and like God, tried to so get the, the, up, the gay dude. shocked away. I only know so that because fucked. I'm a giant nerd. Why are so many people concerned about what genitals other people are into? Because of religion. I'm not going to go into that, but because of religion. Because of religion. I don't think it's always just religion, but, but most of the time. But, yeah. but but I'm not arguing with you. Listen, let's but not you, get into it right now. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I just want to close that up by saying I know a lot of religious people that don't care. Listen, I do too. Okay. All right. We're done then. Listen, so let's too. move on. MK Ultra. Okay. 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 Yeah. 
Uh, where are we now? Oh, no. Dr. Ewan Cameron. Mm-hmm. Electroshock shock therapy. Right. So, just in brief, electroshock shock therapy does... it. There is clinical benefit from it. Mm-hmm. The way it's used today like is what? very different. Do it you, was so. Do you know? <laughs> so the theory back then, and there there's evidence to support this, and that's why it's still used today. But in in a sense, and in, in just a quick explanation, it's like it resets the brain. It's used. Mm. It's used to. Uh, the ways I know that it's been used is to uh, help treat depression, and there's clinical clinically significant uh, data to support that. Hmm. Um, reason it's still used. Little, little side note about LSD: a lot of people microdose LSD and psilocybin mushrooms, um, not together, but just separately. They will microdose them. Like some some people, uh, uh, actually, anyway, it's been kind on. of a big growing movement to to microdose like LSD and and psilocybin and for to cure depression. Mm-hmm. And some people go have said that they they will do that once. And go months without any symptoms or signs of depression whatsoever. Yeah. So that's it's interesting. It is interesting. I think that's that's it, why like Denver, Colorado, and a couple of other major cities in the U.S. have uh, decriminalized psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah. But they they could be part of it. Um, but in any case, getting back to yep. Sorry, evil scientist Cameron here. So the typical, at this time period, the typical use of uh, electric shock therapy, it's, again, brief. Mm -hmm. Maybe less than a second, and you're going to get a shock maybe every other day. Mm -hmm. Now, see, when I I think of electroshock therapy, I'm thinking of, like, athletes putting the the, the, the electrodes, like, on their muscles. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, so I'm thinking that's not... That's not electric shock therapy. Okay. I mean, that... Uh, I mean, I guess in, in extreme technicality, yeah, it's electric shock because you're applying a shock to your muscle. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about psychiatric, so okay. I mean, shocking we're, the we're brain. shocking the brain. Okay, yeah. So, Cameron, you know this this less than a second shock ain't gonna cut it. <sighs> we got to bump it up. Uh, the the volt voltage used was usually hundred volts or less. Cameron, that ain't going to work for Cameron. So we're going to bump it up to 100, 150 volts. We're going to do a one-second shock. And then... Oh, oh my God. We're going to follow that one-second shock with five or six more one-second shocks. Oh, my God, dude. In brief successions. And instead of this every other day stuff, let's bump it up to two, three sessions a day. Oh, my God. So he is shocking the motherfuck out of people. Yeah. Sensory deprivation, another thing that Dr. Ewan Cameron enjoyed. Well, the, I guess he, he didn't enjoy it, mm-hmm. but he thought this was going to help people with you know, severe well, or Maybe he did. Maybe he was a fucking sadist or something. Maybe mm-hmm. he just liked watching well, people get hurt. Well, maybe he did. People were essentially placed in solitary confinement, ears covered, eyes sometimes... Ears, eyes covered, sometimes skin. Uh, curar... That is a plant extract. That's what the South American tribes would use to tip their arrows. Mm. And so in smaller doses, curar, that would that would induce paralysis. In larger doses, it would also 
induce paralysis mm-hmm. on your respiratory sy- sy- uh, and system. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't breathe. You can die. But in smaller doses, you'll just be paralyzed. So these Jesus, people are, uh, they can't see, they can't hear, and they're paralyzed. Can't feel anything. This is going to cure them. Also, <laughs> in this state, sometimes they administer LSD. So, Oh, my. <laughs> you're in your mind. So you and, can't and, move, you oh can't hear God, anything, you can't see anything, and you're tripping. Jesus. Imagine. Imagine. God. So, so bad. These are a few of uh, Dr. Ewan Cameron's. Uh, it's, a, it's just a brief excerpt of his resume. Mm-hmm. So moving on, we're getting out of Canada. Magicians, at some point, were hired by the <laughs> CIA. <laughs> What? Well, <laughs> hey, Penn and Teller. <laughs> <laughs> so there were magicians hired by the CIA to teach the agents sleight of hand. That way, really, they could slip stuff into people's drinks, unbeknownst oh to the drinker. My God, hey, what's that? Would <laughs> 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 you put some in my drink? This oh my a- God. <laughs> Drip. Real quick, I, I've fallen back on pictures. Real quick, Whitey sorry. Bulger. That's a yeah, you're right. That's a Sydney Gottlieb, uh, Whitey Bulger. Here is that's Mr. Cameron, right? Oh, Doctor Cameron. Sorry, now oh, fuck him. He's Mr. Cameron, piece of shit. Uh, hey, you fucking piece of shit. Hi, you fucking <laughs> prick, huh? <laughs> you're just a prick. So. Get it because it's a New York accent. Pete, <laughs> yeah. Pizza, oh my gosh. Yeah. Pizza shit. <laughs> you hey, you pizza hey. shit. Hey, let's get some real Brooklyn oh, pizza. Brooklyn. A dumb. Never mind. <laughs> Anyone see Stella. the Stella Shorts? <laughs> Look up uh, Stella Shorts, the pizza episode. <laughs> You guys, the pizza. You guys, you guys the, the pizza. pizza. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. So, we've, we've gone over, we've gone over CIA involvement in, in unsuspecting people right. being preyed upon. <laughs> this is going to continue. Sure. So. In late 1953, <clears throat> there's this uh, CIA agents go out on this retreat. Now, you're familiar with Frank Olson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of listened about his story a little bit. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. It's just fucking sad. It is pretty sad. Um, Depressing. It is. It is. I mean, Frank Olson, he had a... I, I mean, he did some... He did... Uh, some of his work was questionable <laughs> i mean it was uh i mean he 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 was uh i didn't look much into uh his background he worked on secret bioweapons he was a bacteriologist uh, worked for the u.s army worked for the cia but so after after the cia's uh dabbling in sleight of hand they go th- it, it's it's kind of like an office prank it, it, for a while i mean mm-hmm. they they would uh there's stories of them dosing each other, uh, which is so fucked up, dude. <laughs> well, it's so fucking messed it, up. It is messed up, though. I mean, it 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 is messed up. 
you know, thinking about the average CIA agent, uh, CIA operative, I mean, they're 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 different than the average public so you know their constitutions yeah. are probably higher but still, and if like, they're if they're keen on what's going on it's probably like haha i'm tripping balls i know what's going on but uh, so guys funny. stop uh there was one account of, of them uh keeping one of the agents uh dosed for something like 77 days god what yeah oh my god it's just office humor man just jokes you're like <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that guy's got a fucked up brain for the rest of his life now. <laughs> He's never going to be able to have a normal life again. <laughs> you know, it's one of the things about acid, though. Like, there's... It is uh, suggested that it, it's not necessarily going to destroy your mind. That being said... <laughs> yeah, that's... like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it maybe won't eat your brain away physically, but, I mean, there's plenty of stories of people having bad trips and not being the same for the rest of their lives, you know? There is. So, yeah, in a relative way, they're not going to, it's not going to dissolve their brain, but. Right. And, you know, if you're, if you're keen on what's going on. You know, you're you're probably gonna be okay. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. Right. I mean, get, I mean, it's just what kind of like for seventy seven days. Yeah. Again, now that's one of those accounts. I, I <laughs> that's one of the things I heard and the many things I watched and and uh, watched, read, uh, and listened to. Mm-hmm. I could not find uh, a reliable source on that. But you know, I mean, if we're if we're encouraging doctors of uh, psychiatric hospitals, federal hospitals to uh, conduct experiments, man, I mean, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. I'm just waiting for him to get back. <laughs> our, our, you want him to hear this? Our sound engineer went away for a minute. Are we Are we getting ready to go into uh, Frank Olson, his story? Yeah, I mean... He, I don't. I don't go into his story too too in depth. So if if you have more on him, well, I mean, just just an overview of what happened to him. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's about all I have then. Okay. So, on this on this uh, retreat, um, and these guys are just hanging out. And it's just him and other CIA officers. Yeah. 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 So these guys, they're hanging out, drinking and everything. Hey, let's paint the picture. <gasps> Hey, hey, man. Hey, hey, what's, hey, what's going on, man? Well, not much. Just, uh, you know, just trying to kick back, you know, take a break from all the, uh, all the work we've been doing. Yeah, you know, dude, we've been trying to get away from it. Dude, uh, just trying to have a few brews with my buddies. It's been a long co-workers. time. It's been, a, we've been planning this retreat for a long time. We've, it's been a long time. We've been doing, we've been working hard for a really long time, working our asses off. Man, we've been working so hard for a long time. We've been working so hard for a long time, man. I just want to say, I just want, you know, I just, I want. Let me. Here's a toe. Okay, you know what? Let's let's pour some drinks, guys. Let's pour some drinks. Here, okay. So here's a toast. I want to give a toast to all my buddies. You know what? Hey, hey, John, John. Get I over got, here, John. I got John, you you <laughs> fucking goober. I got you so good last week with those couple of hits of acid, dude. You were fucking 
You were rolling for hours, dude, at work. It was fucking hilarious. Sheila, she noticed. She noticed. She noticed. Do you remember? Yeah, man. I was you... trying to leave work, and my car tried to eat me, I dude. thought. So I just stayed at the office. <laughs> Woo! That was a good one, dude. That was hilarious. And hey, John, no hard feelings. We're just having it. We're just being. Oh, I'll get you back, just, you bastard. Oh, I'm going to get you back. <laughs> hey, I'll, well, I'll, I'll see. We'll see. Yeah, how's day. that beer you drinking? That'll oh. be the day. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Sydney Gottlieb spiked Frank Olson's drink <laughs> with acid. Yeah. And so, okay. What, from what I, from what I read and heard, there were two bottles of liquor, right? They both looked the exact same. Mm. From what I heard, there was two bottles of liquor sitting there. Looked the exact same. Uh, the Sydney, but Godley they weren't. Guy. One of these <laughs> bottles is not yeah, like the other. Yeah, so one of these bottles had acid in it, a lot of it. And uh, <laughs> so Sydney Gottlieb and uh, who else? Who else was there? Uh, there Frank Olson. Well, yeah, Frank Olson. But like, there was another guy that was. There was like eight agents in total. Something like that. I mean, there's a, there's a yeah yeah two of them group of guys two of them hanging out were in on what time. was going on like Gottlieb and someone else I can't remember who it was someone's calling me on the podcast this goober um so like there were two agents they knew what was going on they knew what was up they knew that one of the bottles had acid in it. And that they knew, and they knew they were gonna spike everyone else's drink, right? Okay. So that that's oh, what, that is, yeah, I didn't, I didn't that, read anything about that. That's the info that I got. Okay. So, anyway, and which is probably proceed. likely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. So anyway, proceed, proceed. Frank Olson has a bad acid trip. Yeah, he doesn't have a good bad acid. No. He doesn't know what's going on with them. Right. Because they, uh, he they, disapp- they didn't know. Right. He the, there was only two guys that knew. Like he disappeared for hours. Yeah. <laughs> And they found him miles away. Mm-hmm. When they found him, he was paranoid as hell. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, well, he was all nice. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It does make sense. So he doesn't really know what's going on with him, mm-hmm. uh, with himself. They, they, you know, they get him calmed down after a while. This is likely when he's coming down off of the trip. Mm-hmm. But he's he's jacked up for days afterwards. Yeah, and. He's eventually talked into agreeing to to uh, get a psychiatric evaluation done. So while they're staying at uh, a hotel in uh, Maryland, I believe it was, um, he proceeds to throw himself out of the tenth story window of the hotel room he's staying in and dies. Yeah, suicide. Yeah. Now I want to say throws himself out. Loosely. Right. And in the CIA manual titled uh, A Study of Assassination, under the section Accidents, it states, quote, The most efficient accident in simple assassination is a fall of 75 feet or more onto a hard surface. <laughs> efficient so you accident. tell me. You tell me. I'm just saying. You tell me. What? You tell me, okay. man. I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. You tell me. <laughs> Listen, man, you tell me. You tell me. You look at my face. Uh-huh. I'm looking. And you tell, tell me. me. And tell me I'm all tell over you. my face. Tell me to my face. You look at me in my face and you tell me <laughs> that Frank Olson killed himself. 
After this incident, <laughs> <laughs> the suspense. The CIA decided to take more caution in who they tested on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this isn't funny, but Alan, <laughs> Alan Duels advised three CIA employees that, quote, the administration of LSD to an unwitting subject in the case which you are familiar with is an indication of bad judgment. <laughs> now, wasn't that in a phone call? Um, th- I I got this from a transcript. Okay. So okay. if it was, uh, I didn't read that it was a phone call. I read it was a memo. All right, so so I I heard something that there was a phone call and and got it, it ended up being Gottlieb that was on the phone, hmm. and he mentioned something basically to that extent. Yeah. Like yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah, I got. Uh, th- this was just this was from a transcript. Uh. Also, I I, I want to say um, I don't know if you're getting ready to lead into this, so my bad if I'm ruining it. But um, <laughs> uh, so so they when 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 Olson died, they didn't show they his family didn't see the body. They, they, the, the CIA did not show that because they were like, they, they said, they were like, no, it's his body's too messed up from falling from such a height. It's, you know, we, you shouldn't, this isn't, it's going to be a closed casket funeral. Mm-hmm. Now, <coughs> years and years and years later, I think it was in the 90s, they decided to do an autopsy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll showing get, we'll get into that okay okay we'll get into it well i will i'll stop there i promise you I'll stop dude i promise you dude. we'll get into it. all right man all so, right i believe you so much all right dude. not not so much we'll get into it enough okay enough <laughs> as as is necessary all right how long have we been going by the way i don't know so operation midnight climax is a sub operation <laughs> quit playing footsie man <laughs> All right, we'll show you. Well, let's look. Okay. <laughs> At this point, uh, we're about to talk about this fella right here. This chunky boy. He's a bit of a... He's, he's a, a thick of, boy. He's a bit of a chunk. <laughs> thick boy nation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That would have been sad if I hadn't, hadn't hit record. Damn, I thought we were doing three episodes. <laughs> we're an hour and a half in. Hour 20. So Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> this is my favorite operation of the whole MK Ultra spiel. Is it because of the name? Um <laughs> kind of. Okay. <laughs> kind of. Did you read it did you read about this? I did not. No, no, no. I didn't do anything. You told me not to, so I didn't. So this was quite a fun operation. So the CIA is fun like <laughs> when you say fun. He's saying these guys just had a jolly time. Yeah, the CIA operatives had a jolly time. <laughs> okay. They did. So after after Frank Olson committed suicide, of course, we, we just went <laughs> he over got the... suicided? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got, never mind. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't need those uh, that particular family. <laughs> what family? <laughs> anyway, they're from Arkansas, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> the CIA, the CIA. Time to buy a VPN. 
they elicited help from the district supervisor for the District of Boston, Massachusetts, Bureau of Narcotics, George Hunter White, to help them with Operation Midnight Climax. So after Such a bad name for an operation. After No, it's not. It's a fine name for what happened. Okay. But so after Frank Olson killed himself, we need to be real careful about who we're going to test LSD on. Mm -hmm. So what better than the segment of the population that really can't defend itself? Let's target drug addicts, prostitutes, what we consider the dregs of society. Jesus Christ. Because who cares? Who cares about a drug addict? You know, if they come forth with information, who's going to believe them? They were on drugs. I didn't know what they were talking about. Right. <laughs> they were on drugs we gave them. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were on drugs we gave them. Here, you want to... Here, uh, before you get into it, I need to go pee-pee. All right. So you over there with the uh, with the headphones monitoring this, this whole thing. How mm-hmm. you doing over there? Everything sounds really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you, it sounds like him, it sounds like me So everything sounds like it the way it should Yes Wow, that's something else <sighs> You have a little bit that you're going to talk about too, right? I think, I just got to wait for the moment What's the <laughs> moment, man? The right one What's the right moment? I'll know when it you'll, happens. You'll know when it happens? I just said that. I was just confirming what you just said. I wanted to make sure I heard you right. Well, then, problem solved. Problem solved, problem staying solved. Rangers lead the way. <laughs> what? What? Hey, we were just... No, oh, never mind. You wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. What? What were you guys talking about? Um... I don't know. Yeah, it it, it really <laughs> it 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 just doesn't matter. Um, I'm concerned. Now George Hunter White, he had he had a pretty good resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things he did, he infiltrated a Chinese drug cartel, <laughs> uh, going as far as accepting a blood oath. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the guy's kind of serious. Yeah. He ain't, me- he ain't messed them around. But the CIA <laughs> chose him because he really knew the underground world. Sure. Yeah, so, I, he probably does, considering yeah. he gave a blood oath to a drug cartel. Yeah. Okay. So he knows the part of society that if they come forth with allegations, yeah, nah, these are bad people. Yeah. So once he became involved in the CIA, he started off... Uh, having parties and at these parties it wouldn't be uncommon for him to slip LSD into people's drinks well it wasn't uncommon because that's kind of what what is uh what he was charged with doing like let's let's test out some LSD now there was a <laughs> there was one account of uh her name was Barbara Newson now she uh she was at one of the parties she got drugged and she she didn't know she was drugged with LSD. No one knew what LSD was at this time. No. Was well, this the 50s, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. no one knows what LSD yeah, is now. 53. 
So for the rest of her life, uh, she would go in and out of psychiatric hospitals. Yeah, because she just had a horrific experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you would see with uh, with Hunter White, he if people would have bad trips, he would just kind of he'd get bored with them and just kind of push them out of the street. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. So there was no like mitigating you know what was going on. People would show up for a party and Is this guy who I'm looking at on the screen is that Hunter White? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Mr. Fat that's Mr. Shit. White. Gotcha. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Douchebag. Um, let's see. He would set up uh, him, him and the operatives working on uh, during Operation Midnight Climax. They'd set up a couple of safe houses: one in New York, one in San Francisco. The one in New York they set up that was it was a dual apartment at eighty one Bedford Street. And so how they set this up, one part of the, it was, again, dual apartment, one part of it was set up as this kind of entertainment area. The other part was set up as like an observation deck. Mm-hmm. So people would come to this apartment, they'd, they'd party, CIA operatives would be dosing people's drinks, and so people on the uh, on the other side of this two-way mirror just making observations. So basically the same, uh, same setup was made in... Uh, in San Francisco, this uh, this apartment on Telegraph Hill, and they set this one up as a brothel. So Hunter White, he would pose as um, sometimes a uh, sometimes a poor poet, uh, but someone someone who could get along with uh, the parts of society they're targeting. Mm-hmm. They did end up hiring prostitutes to. Take take uh, John's their uh, their clients into this apartment again. They have a two way mirror set up, um, but yeah, they hire the prostitutes, take the Johns there. They'd they'd spike the drinks and they'd just observe. So I don't know Operation Midnight Climax, and you got a bunch of CIA operatives watching people have sex and do drugs. Like, eh, it's kind of a fitting name. Yeah, it is. Jesus, a f- bunch of freaks. Because <laughs> it was at midnight when all the CIA agents climaxed yeah. watching the festivities. <laughs> and uh, in, in, in the San Francisco area, um, agents would go around to uh, to uh, nearby bars, and they would spike random people's drinks and just kind of watch what's going on. What a fucking... That's a I mean, creeps, that, man. That, Oh no, that kind of sounds like it kind of sounds like fun. Like let's just go to the bar and put Oh, we can't do oh, that. Oh, I mean from the okay, you know, okay, yeah, like from let's take from, LSD. from just such a such a dark point of view, like to <laughs> You know what? For the agents, I bet it was fun. Well, watch your drinks around David and David, guys. <laughs> Never. I'm just saying. No, no. I like messing with people, but no. Uh, yeah, no. no. Never anything like that. <laughs> to go to a bar and put PCP in somebody's drink and just leave. And just, you know, yeah, kill and them just like, because their body reacted badly. And just watch <laughs> what happens. a joke. Yeah, I mean, there was, there were, yeah. I mean, there joshing. Were, yeah. Just, just Josh. Josh. I'm just Josh. Just Josh. <laughs> My name is Josh, and I just got you. <laughs> hey, I'm Ashton Kutcher, and you just got pranked. Um, what was that? What was the name of that show? Punked. Punked. Yeah. Punked. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked that up. <laughs> so, 
really that uh, that concludes Operation Climax. I mean, the information I have it does, mm-hmm. the, you know, the the this the similar. These similar things continue on. In right. 1964, the scope of MK Ultra starts to get diminished, mm-hmm. um, and eventually, it's 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 discontinued. It, it not necessarily discontinued. It it did morph into uh, Operation uh, uh, MK Surge. Mm-hmm. Um, what about like MK Naomi? Uh, I don't know about Naomi. Let's see, I, I looked a li- I didn't look much into it. I just know it's a thing. Or it was a thing. MK Naomi. Okay. And it was kind of just a um as, as far as I know, it was just a kind of diversion. Like like oh, MK Ultra isn't a thing anymore, but like they're doing doing it under MK Naomi. Okay. So, okay. That's as far as is what I know. Yeah, I I hadn't heard that. Um MK Surge. I I didn't bother looking too too far into that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our focus was M- MK Ultra, um, and really specifically the uh, the LSD testing. But a lot of like a lot of, <clears throat> I think it's accurate to say that MK Ultra is just a grouping of several different projects and experiments. Yeah, it's it a, just a broad term it, for for. A lot of different experiments gathered into. Yeah, there there are a total. Uh, uh, shoot, I want to say 198 sub projects. Right, in, right. in MK Ultra, but yeah. I mean, this is. Uh, well, I'm I'm, right, right, just about to explain some of this. Uh, just but just real briefly, what what MK Ultra morphed into was MK Search. Mm-hmm. So that that that's the scope of MK Search was quite different from mind control. It was looking at things uh, that could help destabilize other governments. One of the things they looked at was uh, making a bacteria that could uh, uh, really mess up petroleum oil Mm. and would um, therefore really jack up the uh, motors. Uh, Okay. Um, So that, that was something looked at into an MK search. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, 1964, MKUltra is starting to get diminished. Uh, June 30th, 1966, Richard Helms, and uh, he's you know going back to Bluebird. He's the one that sent sent out that memo about uh, mm-hmm. you know let's get some people, uh, uh, let's hypnotize people and right. hook them up polygraphs. Um, but he became the director of the Central Intel uh, of the CIA. And then in 1973, he ordered. Um, MK Ultra files to be destroyed now. From what I've heard, there's like a good chunk of MK Ultra files where just are just gone. Oh, a good chunk point. of them. But there are there were some. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm just about to get into that too. Um, now, part of the reason that he ordered the files to be destroyed is he was uh, during the Nixon administration. The, the Nixon administration. Did this fall in line with uh, Watergate? Uh, no, not necessarily. No, okay. I mean, this was he. Uh, Richard Helms was uh, he. The Nixon administration wanted to kind of overhaul the uh, what what was considered the political positions within the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Now, technically, the CIA is a civilian. Agency, not ne- it's not, not a military ne- agency, not anything. a military agency. Yeah. Technically, 
a uh, civilian. Sorry. So, no, so, yeah, no, not police. No, no, not super police. But anyway, he uh, he took up a position uh, going going over to Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, so he before he leaves his post as director, uh, he wants all these files destroyed. Now, 1975. This is when a lot of the stuff of MK Ultra and other bullshit that uh, intelligence agencies uh, were involved in starts getting brought to light. Um, but the Church Committee of the U.S. Congress is formed, uh, and there's also President Ford President Ford's Commission on CIA CIA activities within the U.S. Um, Church Committee. They were formed after several instances appeared in the press. Uh, the first instance that kicked off the investigations, there was an Army intelligence officer, Christopher Pyle. Um, it was revealed that he had been spying on uh, U.S. civilians. So when that's brought to light, uh, Congress is saying, well, well, what's the CIA doing? What's the FBI doing? What's uh, National Sec- uh, what's, uh, in- NSA doing? So... A lot of stuff is brought to light, including mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from M- MK Ultra. Despite MK Ultra files being destroyed, there's there's over twenty thousand files, at least referencing MK Ultra. Jesus. And so during this time, that's when uh, Frank Olson's family uh, said, you know, something's fishy about something's his death. Fishy. So so they they filed a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. They did uh, they did settle with the government. The government. Uh, they they settled for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in apology from President Ford, which is a drop in the fucking bucket, you know. Yeah, it is. And then uh, in in Sidney Gottlieb, he did testify in the Church Committee as well. Hmm. Um, and then in nineteen seventy seven, the Freedom of Information Act. That's that's when uh, that cache of twenty thousand documents relating to the ultra is revealed. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s, though, going back to what you were saying about yeah. uh, Frank Olson's son, uh, so the body was exhumed. He wanted uh, the body, his dad's body, buried next to his mom. Mm-hmm. So also ordered another autopsy done, and uh, there there was evidence of blunt force trauma to the uh, head and uh, chest cavity mm-hmm. that hadn't been reported on before. That so, is significant because like yeah you're gonna have blunt force trauma to the to your head and chest obviously from falling 10 stories but this is they were saying this could have been done prior right yeah so that this was indicative of a situation that happened directly prior to his death Mm -hmm. so that's something to note right but yeah and then um and just one last thing, um, there in December 2018, there were uh, declassified documents indicating work on dogs. Like testing? As, yeah. And oh, this would God. have been during MK Ultra. And this would have involved uh, implants put into the Gosh. brains of dogs in order to remote control them. What? Yeah. Did it work? Uh, we don't. We don't. There's oh, we don't know, I guess. <laughs> no, we yeah. don't know. We're not dogs. <laughs> no, we don't know. But 
Anyway, that is uh, that's MK Ultra. MK Ultra Mind Control Ultra. Yeah. And yeah. with that, that's what MK stands for, right? Mind no. Control. Could have been. Well, I guess it could have been. Yeah. They're just spelled it like Mortal Kombat. Mortal so Kombat. Uh, let me uh, <laughs> let me just you know just to pose a few questions. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about the fact that your your U.S. government tested on our civilians, us? You know, unknowingly, it's, was it for the greater good? Do you do you think? It had a positive impact. Well, so, I, I mean, I can answer this. Yeah, I, yes, I, I, we have LSD now. I can, <laughs> I, I can answer. I can answer this in a few different ways. I mean, so just me as a person, just it, it's shitty. It's absolutely shitty that you know, the government that you know. I mean, what is a government? A government is it's it's a body to protect its population. Sure. Um, you know, one one can't exist without the other. There's a symbiotic relationship there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how shitty for the body that is supposed pretty, to protect. It's like a parent the, the, to a the child. Shield, the shield of the population yeah. is taking advantage of the trust, the inherent trust that is there. That's pretty messed up. <clears throat> it's something that you hear about all of these third world governments doing to their people. It's something that you hear about all of these dictators doing to their people. And hearing the U.S. government doing that to its own people is it's unsettling, to say the least. Yeah, it, it is. It, it absolutely <clears throat> is. Now, this doesn't necessarily... What, what I'm about to say here, that this doesn't necessarily... This this isn't a reflection upon my views. I just said what my views were. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming, you know, trying taking the most neutral aspect as possible, uh, looking at this, you know, there there were our government was legitimately concerned of what our our perceived greatest threats were doing. Yeah, and. Which at the time, Russia, Russia, and what we thought they had going on, mm-hmm. we were convinced that they had some kind of mind control capability going on. Right. So, from that point of view, we got to figure it out. We and what are we going to do to figure it out? We got to conduct tests. We got to do the, the same, same thing. Yeah. And so. This isn't again. This is coming just from a just as neutral as possible standpoint in, and just trying to look at phil- at it philosophically, you know, what do you do in that, in that situation? Right. You know, just right. say, well, they're doing this shit. Um, they're probably doing fucked up shit on their, uh, population, but yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And, uh, we'll just go ahead and run the risk of them having the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is a way to look at it, you know, is a, not trying to justify it, but that that is a way to look at it. Yeah. You know, what what do you do? What do you do? It's it's just it's sad that that's what it had to come to. It and absolutely it, is. And that they 
thought that that's what they had to do. Because, mm-hmm. like, like I, I, like you said earlier, the the government is the parent to the child, right? Our parent just fucking ravaged us. Yeah. Like that. It's just. It's just. And by people that were elected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By by the people that we elected. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It is sad. But I don't know. So, um, we've got more to get into within with this next episode, though. Yeah, the next episode we're uh, so we're we're gonna get we're gonna get away from uh, the U.S. I mean, we're gonna look at CIA CIA activities uh, in foreign countries, in and foreign countries, and they they're. The aim of uh, these operations were to destabilize other governments. Sure. Um, and and uh, this this still goes in line with the Truman Doctrine, uh, mm-hmm. the idea of containment. Um, some of the operations were a great success. Uh, some of them just really led to uh, a lot of unnecessary death. Well, shoot, <laughs> even in the operations that were a success, a lot of unnecessary death. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, <laughs> to end on a light, lighter note, it, we've been real depressing for a little bit now. A um, little bit. I think I would like to believe <laughs> that this stuff isn't happening anymore, you know? Yeah, oh, I mean, you know, that. but the, that's the thing, I mean... Who knows what's going on right now? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, with the, there's just there, there really is. There's so much. The, the current events in the world is just a, uh, just a minefield. There's so much. There's so much happening right now mm-hmm. with Iran, with well, with Russia, with China. China's a really scary one too. With our European allies. Yeah, with our European allies. It's it's a crazy world that we live in right now. In this technology realm that we're in, you know, you know, if 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 it just wouldn't it be neat if humans could just not think coexist. so emotionally <laughs> coexist, but not think so emotionally. Let's let's think rationally, you yeah. know. So I'm gonna get a little little nerdy here, mm-hmm. a little sci-fi-ish, but our our resources here on the planet are finite. They, yeah, they are. You know, if there is not anything else that uh, different countries, different ideologies can agree on, I think that could be the one thing that resources are finite. So. I mean, Which, at least could we at least call a truce for some time? <laughs> let's <laughs> figure let's, out what let's we need get to do. Into space. Yeah. Let's colonize some planets, and then let's start focusing on blowing each other up. <laughs> yeah. Because then <laughs> we're setting the premise of Star Wars, and that would you be you welcome. <laughs> yeah. So let's just set our differences aside. Yeah. And let's make Star Wars a reality. <laughs> Can we get George Lucas on the show? <laughs> And or, no, that, no, he do, he don't do it no more. Uh, uh, can we get Disney on the show? Oh man, <laughs> I think more like we'd be absorbed by Disney. 
That's all right. They have a look, lot of can, money. Disney, will you corporatize us? <laughs> and well, on that note, we encourage you to stick around for episode three. If you liked this one, we're sure that you're going to like the next one. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. This has kind of been a longer one. We've been doing the longer ones lately. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming back for us in 2020. We really do. We, we're, we're very appreciative. We love you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. See ya.